Good evening. Welcome to uh, a very, very long-awaited edition of the Hatchick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. Um, there's myself, Fraser Ramsey, and there's the Hat- Hugh Hatchick, Hatchick and Hatchick, on the other Good side evening. of our Skype call. It's been a while. We've had a bit, been a bit of, we've just been really busy. We have, it's been a bit of a long kind of summer. We've been pretty busy, both of us. Uh, it's been a bit crazy. And the reason why we're doing one today, we were going to do one on Monday, but we kind of decided, because we've heard uh, that Nicola Sturgeon, as in a.k.a. we, Jimmy Cranky, has uh, decided to pretty much put the wheels in motion of a second independence referendum. So, that is what simply got us recording this podcast. Um, so, as I say, we're going to start, you're about to hear our next, our introduction, our jingle, because we've not heard it in a while, so get ready for our jingle. Here it goes. Here it goes. Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland, across the globe. You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast. Here to rock the podcast world. Oh, we're back. There we go. There's our jingle. And uh, and that was great. You can hear it. Fantastic. Uh, we're here. So basically, um, we're breaking news. Well, well, it wasn't really breaking news, to be honest. It wasn't really that important because it was. when you looked on Sky News, usually they say breaking news. And it was actually quite far down the page, actually, because it wasn't really that important, to be honest with you. So uh, <laughs> it proves uh, yeah, they just don't care, which we don't really. So the bottom line is, anyway... Before we really get into the nitty-gritty of Nicola Sturgeon talking about uh, a second independence, because well, she's been boring us to tears ever since we won Brexit, uh, so which is the good thing. Um, so, anyway, what's been happening? Hugh, how has your summer been? How has your last uh, six months or five months been? What have you been doing? Yeah, it's been good, because we've not done one for a wee while. Well, yeah, I was obviously nice. over the moon at the Brexit result, because, you know, on, on the day we were ten points behind oh, in the polls, nice. Um, I have to say, I didn't think we would get it. I, um, I really thought that Remain would probably win it. Um, but uh, but when I, I stayed up all night um, on the 23rd and uh, I was absolutely ecstatic in the morning. And I think it was because, you know, it, it was the everyday people that voted for this. And from, you know, cross-party, people from all over, you know, from even from a quarter, seemingly, of the SNP, you know, to Labour voters, to Tory voters, um, obviously not that many Lib Dems, um, but certainly everyone else pretty much, you know, there's a, a huge number voted for it. And it's really democracy in, in play. Um, and I'm, I want a hard Brexit. I want to get the best results and, you know, you know do a clean sweep um, and get out of the single market as quickly as possible and just to use WTO rules. I think that's the easiest thing. And then just free trade with everybody else. Is there any Lib Dems left at all? There's not many, is there? I think about seven or eight of them. They can all get in one taxi these days, can't they? People can't. (laughs) So who's going to go to the Lib Dem party conference? Who's getting a... I'll take our own cars or just one? I'll just get one taxi. So we can all fit in the one cab. Save us a lot of hassle. It was pretty dull. I mean, what's interesting, though, is that with all these political parties, like, you know, when Corbyn has, has won again, yeah. um, and uh, he's still got hardly any support. Well, certainly, I mean, he's got his, his Corbynist a lot that will, you know, half a million kind of strong left. And then the Lib Dems have seemingly gained quite a few supporters as well. But I think that's because of Brexit. People have decided where, you know, what faction they're in. Um, but uh, but they don't really represent much of Britain now. I think you know. 
I was watching uh, it was the highlights of Sky News because Eamon Holmes has left Sky News. He's finished. He's gone to obviously he's t- he stepped down from be doing Sky News. Yes, uh, that's right. So uh, he has um, decided they're doing snippets, and he was in a brief interview with Jeremy Corbyn saying that do you not want to be do you want to be prime minister? Do you want to win? Do you obviously he was relating it into football terms because he's a Manchester United supporter, and he was relating it into football terms that. Uh, um, do you not want to win the Premiership? Do you not want to be Prime Minister? And Corbyn just wouldn't answer. He was like, he was dithering about and saying, do you not want to win? Do you not want to be a powerful party and win and, be, and become Prime Minister? He couldn't answer it. And I'm thinking, really, what's the point of being a leader of a party if you're not, your main goal is not to try and become Prime Minister and to be, and to be the rival party? Is that not the whole point of the, the, the political system is to basically be in power so you can make it, put your your rules and your whatever you want your, your yeah your beliefs into practice and yeah. the thing is he's gone against a majority you know a huge number of, of I mean, not quite a majority but a huge number of Labour voters um, who have who have bared the brunt you know of Blair's massive uh, immigration programme you know and as a result they're maybe not you know they're not as skilled um, as some and so in terms you know trying to get work is very difficult they're seeing their jobs being taken by other people and so they voted in massive numbers especially Labour voters to leave and then you've got you know Corbyn the first thing he says oh there's nothing wrong with free movement so he's just not in the same wavelength and for a lot of people it's a very important issue they don't want to see their their you know their country um, change in such a way um, and they want to see that their children and their grandchildren actually have a proper chance at a job. I think what they what they don't get is I think what people don't quite understand is with free... Now, I'm saying, in a sense, there's no... In a sense, there's free movement to an extent, but free movement that people must be vetted extremely hard. They must be really saying, yeah. you need background checks. If you don't have the, the, these credentials... You simply ain't coming in, and it just means we yes. have more control of who comes in and comes out. There's nothing yeah. wrong yeah. with that. I mean, it's That's sensible. The, the sensible fact is that you can still we can still have free movement within the, the the EU, the European countries, but we just have more stricter criteria to say if you want to come yeah. to this country, you have to apply by this, this, and this. Yeah. If you don't, because have we're. It, I mean, Britain's a place where we've been creating more jobs, so it's it's more than likely. You know, that's why we've been. Uh, an area where you know other immigrants are wanting to come to because they know there's work here. They're not all piling into Spain and Italy and everywhere else because they know there's no jobs there. So they're that's coming to Britain because they know that's where the jobs are because we have a different type of economy. Um, and so that that's you know it's 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 been a whole number of issues as to why it's all happened. But we, we it's only sensible to have controls. I mean we regard Australia as very sensible and a very kind of prosperous country, and yet they have extremely strict controls over immigration. So it's not really you know crazy um, to have such a thing. But it's it's something that, you know the left and the, the Ramoners would have you say that it's you know oh, it's, it's 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 a lie and it's rubbish and you know free movement for everybody. And that, so it's kind of you know it's uh, yeah it's quite a thing. It is yeah. And the main thing is, is we the simple fact is we have we had a democratic vote to simply <laughs> vote for Brexit at the time, and the bottom line is that we need to have Brexit means Brexit. We should we need to just sort it out. We are sorting it. <sighs> be done by what March next year. We'll be pretty much out of the EU. Everything should be negotiated. All the people, all the remainers, the people who voted to stay in, are obviously just can't. Just can't accept yeah, a lot, a lot of them, I, I'm afraid, are still feeling pretty bitter. I mean, you know, as we would have done on the other side, but yeah. I think we would have just gotten on with it. At the end of the day, it's done and it's dusted. We're not 
keep you know wanting more referendums to get our own way at the end of the day, you know. If we'd lost, we would have just get, we'd carry on. Yeah. That's the way it is. You've got to get on with it. Yeah. Uh, and that's the way that's pretty much it it's almost as bad as the as we're going to lead on to what we're going to talk about because Nicola Sturgeon has announced that she's yeah. pretty much putting plans forward and appeals in motion for a second independence referendum number two and uh, on the basis that this is what pretty much riled us up that we said we must do a podcast and uh, simply and I would quite happily uh, in the nicest possible way um, I'm, I know somebody who can uh, let's just say I know somebody who can lay pink concrete and I'd happily say well hmm um, let's bury her under some pink concrete and say thank you, bye, because <laughs> it just shut her up. Yeah, I think it's completely unwelcome, and I think I think she's had to give in to grassroots pressure, to be honest, um, because they know they're not in a strong enough position um, to win it, mm. um, and and even more so. And I mean, you try selling. I mean, at least two years ago, the oil price was at a reasonable level, so they had some revenue. Yes. You know, they were yes. getting some you know billions in revenue. Now there's nothing, and it's not going to just suddenly go back up. In the next few years, you know, uh, even if it goes up a bit, they're going to be way, way short. You know, we're, we're talking billions of pounds short. Um, and it's and how do you sell that? Exactly. You know, it's it's it's. I mean, you'd have to be absolutely crazy to think that this that you know you can run a country without paying your bills. I'm not saying you people are crazy to vote for it, but you have to think you're going to be able to pay your bills, yes. and you, you're not. You know, the EU is not going to bail them out. They don't have the money to do that. Well, so and they, they wouldn't even get into the EU. In their current state, all, all, in their financial state, money is in Greece. Well, there's yeah, left, there's well, it's in Deutsche Bank in bonds, and they're about to go under. I mean, they're in serious. I was going to say serious shit there, but they are. They are in serious shit because otherwise, I'm bored and it's worth saying. Well, they, they're, 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 if I've got the, bleep, they're the, the I don't forget the, the bleep machine for that one. Yeah, but no. But I mean, honestly, they're they, they've got they they bought all the bonds. Like the, the European banks, the European uh, what was it monetary fund gave them all the money. Yes. Um, said, right, you can have all this money, you know, to finance it all, but you've got to buy the European bonds against Greece and Portugal and all these places. And, of course, now that the bond values are worth nothing, and then, of course, Obama's fined well, Deutsche Bank for other discrepancies, it's now worth something like $14 billion he's wanting in fines. Um, you know, it's like our FCA, an equivalent of Britain, finding a, a financial uh, company. Um, so he has to pay up, and they can't raise the money to do it. And all the liberal lot are saying, oh, it's fine, Deutsche Bank is not, is not going to go under. Merkel has refused to, to, to bail it out. So if, if, I mean, you don't, I mean, it's got something like 44 trillion euros worth of debt yeah. in Deutsche Bank. They can't, no one can pay that. So, so if, yeah, if it goes, and that's it, the go, there goes the euro, goes pop, goes the euro, you know. I mean, it it's be like, far better for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, okay, it's sort of a sod's law. I've just come back from Spain. But sod's law that the. the, the it's now <laughs> the worst exchange rate. Well, it's now 119 has gone up again. It's now, it's that's it. Yeah, it's now it's 113. Um, oh. I, and I got my euros, so I've kind of gone up again, which is rather sod. Uh, so basically, <laughs> it's, it's, but it's not really that much. For every five pounds uh, spend, you're only getting uh, it's six euros. Yeah, which is pretty. Uh, it's not. It's not a huge amount. It's not. Yeah. So it's not really. Hence the like for like. So it's pretty much almost like for like, and it's yeah. the. I think the before but, um, earlier in the year it was about one forty. Yeah. I remember yeah. it being about one forty. That is very. That is very best. I think when we were there last year, it was about one thirty odd. Yeah. Um. But so it's not really going down that much. 
much. I think the pound against the dollar has obviously gone down a good bit more. Yeah. But I think in time it will steady. Um, I think especially if Trump wins, there's going to be a lot of kind of unstable markets, I think, until they kind of get comfortable with them. Um, but, so, um, so, yeah. So basically going back to Nicholas Erdogan has announced, obviously, a second independence referendum and putting the appeals in motion. Simple fact is, uh, I think Scotland cannot afford it. We, why, if she's elected to run a country, why is she not just concentrating on running the country? Basically, yeah. saying the education, the health service, talking, getting things moving, the the economy up, and getting ourselves out of debt. But oh, oh no, yeah. no, no. Sorry, I have got Alex Salmon's hand stuck up my backside uh, yeah. because I'm his puppet, um, and basically, I'm uh, he's pulling my strings. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's <laughs> well, because they're hopeless at running the country. It's like all socialists; they don't, they just spend all the money. On well, rubbish. Did you know, really, um, I suppose if you look at there was a few things on Facebook. The, the original starting of the SNP, the original, uh, was uh, linked to. Now I quote uh, as well, I don't quote. I quote what was on there. I can't remember. It was. Actually, I know what's coming. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it, it was linked. Let's take a commercial break. It was linked. Technically, you know, this is just true. Is what I'm saying. It was linked to. Potential Nazi. Thing. Yeah, when well, in World War Two, the, 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 the SNP wanted to do a deal with Germany, so that if they did invade Britain, they would invade England and not Scotland. Ah, and that's why. And the and the, similarly, the head of the SNP at the start, um, he was arrested um, because he didn't take part in the war. Um, you know, it was like they, if they didn't want to take part, they got arrested for that. So there's all sorts of rather interesting histories with that. But but even just with the way it is, I mean, on a, on a completely different note, on the on the current note, it, it's kind of, well, you know, um, they're just not very good at running no. the country, as as neither were Labour. Labour were worse, and because yeah. Labour were so bad, they turned to the SNP, and they're just, I mean, they put £12 million to Iceland, as in the country, yeah. um, not, the, not the food company, um, <laughs> to, to, to deal with climate change recently. <laughs> yeah, good. you know, I'd rather they actually spend more money in Iceland, maybe that might help, <laughs> but it might be more useful, but, but you know, <laughs> I don't think we needed a bailout mine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, you know, and, and, you know, social care is going to nothing. Uh, they spend hundreds of millions of pounds on rubbish. Um, you know, they've got a huge budget and, you know, they've cut the police, they've, they've done, made a mess everywhere and they've got nothing about aspiration well, about leading our country forward. The whole thing about people, well, ever since they came into power and they uh, put the police force into Police Scotland into one force, yeah. it's been a complete yeah. disaster. Yeah. It was actually running perfectly well, having yeah. separate forces in areas of Scotland, but now they simply put yeah. into one force and the fire brigade into one force, and it's just, it's yeah. just crazy. It's absolutely, yeah. it's, it's, it's like that recent, well, obviously recently ish, that crash from the, the M, M9 or something that people died and they were lying there for four days. The couple. Oh, yes, yeah. that's right. So yeah, yeah because they didn't the, find so it. That may not yeah. happen if we still had separate police forces yes. in Scotland and not just police yeah. Scotland. Uh, so oh, it's shocking. It's so shocking. I, blame, I mean, I blame the SNP. So, but I think. Yeah. I'm getting well, they've been in charge for 10 years at least, yeah. dear enough. And, and, and also, I mean, the, there was a. When. when Nicola Sturgeon went for a walk around her own constituency. Yeah. She was, um, her, you know, kind of um, uh, shouted at by a bunch of women who were on a on a on a uh, run against rape. It was women against 
rape. Mm-hmm. And they basically said that her own constituency um, is now, you know, is, is running with, with problems. Um, it's been regarded as one of the worst areas in the whole of Europe. You know, they call it squalor. They basically regard her area as squalor, where there's rats in the hallways and the rest of it. And, 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 and you know, and there's massive crime rates. Murders in Glasgow have gone up. You know, this is not a good time. No. They, they, have, they have really let the side down. And the problem is we, there's a gap. And there's a gap for a proper centre-right party, uh, you know, far more to the right of the Tories, yeah. who can actually get things done. But don't we feel um, like we're getting to... I understand feel like Nicola Sturgeon is almost like we feel like we're getting to unrun under a dictatorship. And that's what it's going to be. If we, we feel like we're being... It's almost like she's like a, a, mini, a female version of Kim Jong-un. Uh, or <laughs> we're just not firing, not firing our rockets, because maybe they're just... Um, and... Uh, but I feel like we're, it's almost like a dictatorship. And so, listen, yeah. and I feel that like she's we're di- being dictated to whether we want it or it not. And, well, they're uh, just not offering anything. Oh, they're nothing. offering nothing for aspiration, nothing for people in business, nothing for our children to go forward and make something of their lives. There's nothing. There's no vision. Oh, you no, know, and, and, and I blame that on, you know, on a lot of Scottish politics. I think, the, I think Hollywood is a joke. Um, the, the parliament is a complete joke, and you know you may as well send them off with some redundancy because you you know you, you get you get you, you'd actually get more done without them. I, I just I think it's a it's a complete waste of time. There is nothing they've done in the time that they've been out that has made any difference to my life. That wouldn't have been the same under Westminster. No, send, send them on holiday to Syria might be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> How to send them any, anywhere to get to anywhere and say you don't have to come back? Hey. You know, yeah, you know. one way ticket at Luton Airport. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just hasn't done. You know, they, they've proven the plan. If you get more bureaucrats and supposedly more representatives, it doesn't really do very much. You know, we've already had enough when we had Westminster. Yeah. You know, you had your MPs and it kind of worked. You go with them, you spoke to them, and they sorted things out, or they helped you, or they disagreed yeah. with you, or whatever. Yeah, I, I just don't see how Holyrood has transformed. Scotland in any way at all. Uh, I think, I suppose, within the next five years, well, uh, five years would be less than that now, but be, I think it's the way it's going, way it's going, I think Ruth Davidson could be a potential next First Minister, hopefully. You never know. Well, that would be a relief. I mean, it would certainly be better than what we have now, no, um, but they're still a bit... <laughs> I mean, it's well, no. I, I mean, in all fairness, she does quite well at, at, at debating uh, Sturgeon, but because there's so many of them, you know, they just kind of laugh it off. Um, but we we desperately need cuts, and we need proper, you know, but not not in things like social care. We need cuts in the size of government, in all the bureaucracies and transport and all this crap. All that needs to go. The environment needs to go. You know, all these just get just do what the what Westminster did. Get rid of the Department for Climate Change or its equivalent in Scotland, and you'd save millions in in, in day one. Of course. I mean, tell money. No. Exactly. So the, sell so, off the trams, sell off the buses, just sell everything. You know, no, just, just, <laughs> you know yeah, just sell off the. If it moves, just, sell it. Just sell the <laughs> trams. That would be good. Sell off the SNP. Yeah, yeah that would be good. Just flog them. <laughs> I don't think they get much with a share value, mate. You know, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, not really. Might be worth less than Deutsche Bank in a few yeah. days' time, but it's. <laughs> that will come back to bite me, I'm sure. Oh, but, yeah. um, but you know. <laughs> But I have to say, if, the simple fact is, uh, we cannot have. We simply Scotland cannot afford to have an, a second independence ref, referendum, because simple fact is, she's just not giving us a chance. We need to. She doesn't. We do, all, all these the remainers are predicting regarding the Brexit situation. If she just wait, if she just got, stop getting her knickers in a twist, and simply nice. waited for wait till see what happens with Brexit, because the bottom line is. Whether we go independent yeah. or not, there's nothing saying that the European Union will simply yeah. say, well, 
we we're not do, we don't want you. So basically, if they want to stay in Europe, they simply say, "Well, we don't want you. You you leave. You're going to be leaving yeah. as a, a United, one country, one country, yeah. United yeah. Kingdom." Yeah. And simple fact yeah. is, if you become independent, whether they want us or not. But the bottom line is, what we don't realise is, we're not going to be run by the SNP anymore. We're going to be run by Brussels. We're going to be run by. Yeah. We won't be able to have this. Yeah. We won't be able to do that. We won't be able to wipe your own ass, and you won't be able to do anything because it'd be under EU law. Um, yeah. so that's, uh, well, the, one of the biggest job creation programmes they reckon that would actually help Scotland would be in fisheries. Yeah. And that's power that's now going to come back. And yet they haven't even bothered to admit that. They don't, it's as if they don't actually want to make jobs, you know, to help have a, to define, you know, to, to define a, a, an environment where we can create jobs, basically getting out of the way. That's yeah. what they don't want. They want to interfere in everything and create state jobs. That's their idea of how to run the economy. You know, and that's why they're always saying invest in the NHS, invest in climate change and all these jobs. But they're all subsidised. It's like somebody's selling you solar panels. In order for that company to make any money, they have to get a few grand back from the government for every sale. So they cost the government thousands of pounds for every, you know, environmental job that there is. And so it doesn't go anywhere. So it's it's just, it is really corporate welfare. Pretty much. So it's certainly... Uh... And what, what, what do you think, well, obviously the recent infighting in UKIP has certainly gone a bit interesting since Nigel Farage has now stepped out with some interim leader until pretty much stepped out. Yeah, it's kind of... Boxing, matching, boxing matches at the moment. Oh, it's funny. It's yeah. very funny. But the, you know what, I mean, I, I think we've got a lot to do, but there's a lot of great people in the party in UKIP, and I hope we can make good moves forward. I mean, they won a big seat in Hartlepool in the council uh, by-election last Thursday, despite what was happening. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of support, and I think with the way Labour's going, there is an opportunity to capitalise. You know, the Tories are not going to get that if we make our stand. You know, people, I think, are beginning to realise that, you know, big state monopolies are not going to help people, especially those at the bottom end, to get ahead. And I think if we can make that that clear and, and show that works, um, that we're a different, you know, we're a more free market, you know, kind of let's, let's get the people prepared themselves to go out there and make things work then I think we have a far better chance of, 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 of succeeding as a country and succeeding, obviously, as a political party. Because ultimately, it's the truth. You've got to be mentally and, and physically prepared yourself. You can't rely on everybody else to do things for you. You have to be ready to go out and do the best you can yourself. Of course. And, uh, so I think it's a, it's a very ethical and good way of life. And it's actually you're telling the truth for once. You're not promising everything. You're actually saying... You know, we can succeed and go forward, but we need to work as hard as we can and not expect government to foot the bill. Of course. Well, one thing I did notice, I'll tell you something, when I was in Spain, that's what I found out, uh, talking about working hard and things. Now, I noticed when I was in, Mar- I was in Malaga, I went for a, uh, a walk, and I noticed, now, you probably noticed in Edinburgh, there seems to be a lot of homeless around, there's a lot of people begging. Now, yeah, you've got a lot of immigrants as well, mind you, yeah. in Spain. A now, lot of homeless, I, yeah. Now, uh, I noticed, now, when, this, I noticed there was people, a lot of beggars, and uh, uh, walking past them all, and thinking, my goodness, the amount of beggars, they look too well-dressed to be homeless. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. there was one woman who was standing at a door of a shop. Now, she was yeah. almost like resting on the crutches cr- cr- or kind of a tin, mm. thinking, my word, I've seen, I've seen people with legit disabilities who are a lot worse off than that, who are actually uh, actually working in a job, uh, yeah. then uh, this and this woman, uh, you can, they're all a bunch of charlatans, half of them. And you uh, look at them thinking, how homeless are you? You're too, look at yeah. you're too well-dressed. You're too oh, it's, it's, it's dodgy. It, a lot of it is criminal. Because they know they can get away with it because there's a lot of tourists. Oh, I mean, I, I had that in Malaga before. We were in the McDonald's in Malaga mm-hmm. and people, really aggressive beggars came in. 
and started demanding money from people. They just went round the tables where people were, were sitting and eating and demanding change. And uh, so eventually people said, no, hang on a minute. So they called the police because it was really aggressive. Um, and it, it was it's happening all across Europe. Yeah. And that now, you know, it's it's dodgy in places and that, but um, but they know they can get away with it. Yeah, what but what what frustrates is when you people who are when you're self-employed and you're you're working your backside off to earn a living, you're not claiming benefits or anything, you're not doing this, you know, but you're you're working hard just to get what to earn that living and to get the business. To, and you see, many people who just simply don't just don't work or don't do this or do that and just expect don't realize how hard it is to be in this position of being running a business etc and they just seem to sponge off the government or sponge off this and or uh seem to manage to go on all these holidays and they don't work at they hardly lift a finger or manage to do this and you don't realize um you don't realize how hard it is to be self-employed running a business it's not just going to work and coming home and finishing it's actually a lot more to it uh etc and these people it just frustrates when people don't realize that how hard you work to achieve and especially when I was on holiday thinking person i went with the more mondays back to your big, big fishwife um, and basically just moaned I thought stuff this I don't realise I work my backside off to come, come on holiday and uh, I get, I'm not here to listen to somebody whine like a whinge, uh, whinge like a little baby so anyway that was that but um, yeah but the main thing is we've um, Oh, obviously, we just discussed the regarding the independence mm-hmm. referendum. We're going to take What's interesting it, on one more last point sure, on that, no, it no, seems no. to be like the kind of extreme left, a lot of the Labour left, you know, like like the ones supporting Corbyn in Scotland, right. you know, that kind of lot in the Dugdales and a lot. Um, who's coming? I mean, she said in certain circumstances she could see herself supporting independence, but it certainly didn't help. Um, but uh, but a lot of her supporters on the left who voted, you know, to, because they said you know they wanted to stay in the EU for the for this independence rep- referendum, because now we're out of that, they are all saying that they're going to vote, um, you know, to, to to you know to leave Britain. Which I, I mean, I think it's, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I think they tend to be the kind of public sector lot who are totally reliant on public sector yes. jobs, and they seem to think that because the money has come from Europe, that's where it's going to be at. Um, but you know, I mean, they've got no idea. I, I just can't believe they can't add up the economics. They, you know, they just want to deny. I mean, I had a guy today who was going on saying England does not subsidise Scotland. Well, if it didn't subsidise Scotland, they would have been broke for a number of years yeah. because they've been running a deficit for a number of years. They can't get away from that, yeah. and they're just not prepared to look at the facts. And you know, and it was they called me all sorts of things. You know, uh, you know, and and yet they just will not answer the question and say, oh, you know, the the argument is 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 finished. You know, is 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 the only one that's out there. Um, and clearly, you know, I would I love to be able to run a parallel universe and to let Scotland and the lot. See how they would get on running, running for independence, because exactly. very, very quickly um, there would be riots on the streets when they when they realise they can't pay the bills. And so the the, the Daily Mail and, um, uh, run a piece from the Taxpayers Alliance mm-hmm. that said that Scotland would have to raise income tax from 20% to 40%, or make dramatic cuts or cuts on like 82% of its health spending. <laughs> to be able to to, to, to to you know to balance its books. Yeah. You know, can you can you see all these indie people, indie supporters saying, Oh yes, I'm happy to pay forty percent tax Probably when they're earning twelve grand a year? Exactly. I don't think so. You know? They'll come away with six grand. Six grand a day. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, we're going to come back briefly, but we're going to, I'm going to make a couple of mentions just uh, before we do a couple of more adverts. But mentions, I want to mention a few people who obviously it's good to have support and uh, for our podcast and obviously uh, just a couple of other shows that I listen to as well. I'd like to mention the Guy R. Cook Report. Uh, Guy R., he is, is a podcast. He's also on Podbean. 
Um, you can listen to him via the Podbean. His his shows are about uh, between five and ten minutes long. He does a lot of uh, talks about uh, social media regarding like website stuff, SEO, b- business to business uh, things. So he does a Monday to Friday show. Uh, you can find him on Podbean, the Guy R Cook Report. You also get him on Twitter as well. Uh, and you, you can listen to his podcast, only about five to ten minutes long, So and he's uh, doing really well. So uh, it was myself that helped kickstart that by uh, designing a wee graphic for him. Um, so you can listen to that. I also want to give a shout-out to Kevin Scullion as well, who's uh, from uh, Alba Digital Media. Uh, he's, does, he's helped me with a few websites and stuff, and also I'd like to give a shout-out to... Um, ideas go live. John Drummond, who does, uh, who's, hey. we need to give a, we need to give a. Uh, actually, he's done a website for our podcast, so I think we're going to sort that out because I was getting prices today for a tea, couple of t-shirts, well, a polo shirt for you and a t-shirt for me and a, a zip-up hoodie um, for and getting the Hat Trick and Ramsey Unleashed logo yeah. embroidered onto the, the onto the top and the t-shirt, and um, so we can actually have a proper uniform to wear around and advertise our podcast. So we need to get the website done uh, this uh, by the course of this year as well. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to James Whale. James Whale is now on Talk Radio. J- James Whale and Rob Oldfield. Rob Oldfield, uh, Rob Oldfield uh, is in North Wales. He's the producer of the James Whale radio show, which is a podcast similar to ours. Um, and he uh, does a lot of stuff. He's very very great. He's a great Star Wars fan. And uh, he likes, he, if you buy him uh, he was Star Wars, he'll gladly accept it. Uh, he also has a very great business, new business called Pink Concrete. Um, but I'm sure you can listen to that and ask him that yourself if you ch- ask him if he wants to if you want some pink concrete. Um, but anyway, um, he I give a shout out to those guys. Great, 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 great show they put on and very funny. Um, but yeah, so it certainly all goes. So we're going to come back from our commercial break just in a second, and uh, here's a couple of other stuff uh, jingles going on, and we'll be back in short. <laughs> Enjoying the show? Tell us about it. Send us your feedback, suggestions, or thoughts to hattrickandramsey at gmail.com. <laughs> this show is brought to you by edinburghdusters.com and ideasgoinglive.com. Welcome back uh, after a commercial break. Um, so we've just been talking about the independence referendum and uh, a bit about Brexit. We did have do our podcast which I'll need to edit that and uh, put that one out as well. But I mean, they actually after after the result came in, and we're obviously we're just doing this one uh, very quickly because of the um, we, the cost of America, the, yeah. the independence referendum too. But uh, anyway, oh, taking off politics and, and anything else, uh, what um, any recent cars on the market going on? What's been happening? Anything has caught your eye recently? Well, I suppose that oh, yes. apart from the one that your brother rented, of your brother came over from Hong Kong or China and hired a Jaguar, top, uh, <laughs> uh, what's it, a convertible Jaguar. Uh, well, it was rather nice. Yeah, it was a, ja- a Jaguar type. It was lovely. It was yeah. a, it was really nice. I had so it took me about a day to actually kind of come down from that. I was so I was so hyped up after driving it. Um, <laughs> it was a five liter supercharged. Our sport convertible, and oh yeah, I mean we're, look, we're talking wow. 507 horsepower, um, paddle shift, and I had so much fun. It was uh, I just I just hope it doesn't have a dash cam on it. <laughs> you know, otherwise, I'm in jail for a while. But um, you know, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, <laughs> but it was it was phenomenal. We had great weather, and it was just so good. It made such a nice noise, and it had a button where you can make the exhaust even noisier. 
um, not as if people couldn't hear you coming. They could basically hear you about a mile before you arrived. I mean, it was it was that loud. It was fantastic. Great. But um, yeah, there's, there's a new Land Rover Discovery that's just out, um, which is really good, actually. It looks like a big step forward, much lighter. Um, it still has the kind of Discovery design. Um, so yeah, it kind of fits in with all the rest of them now. So that's going to be a really good car. Um, little budget cars, things like the Suzuki Baleno. That's mm-hmm. a big Jonathan Sutherland, our other partner in crime on the show. He loves the Baleno. And he think he's, he's thinking about buying one. Um, so it's uh, But it's a good little car. Um, there's a new Fiat Tipo as well, which is a really bargain basement family hatchback. Um, starting off at just 12995 and yet it's the size of a Vauxhall Astra um, and a Ford Focus. Um, yeah, it's, it, there are lots of bargains out there just now, and it's getting because it's getting near Christmas, that's when the, the dealers are desperate to do more deals. Um, so, yeah, so my tip for today is to wait till the end of the month and then go in and find a cracking deal um, because there's just there's hundreds of them out there. Pretty much on any car you'll get, you'll, you should be able to get a and decent you can, discount. You can contact you on car, via cardealadvisor.com. Uh, yeah. And you can get more information on cars. We, we actually we must chase up Jonathan Sutherland. Uh, he's obviously been busy f- uh, with his work, and we must chase him up again. Actually, uh, nice. we need to get track him down and uh, get him on. Uh, I saw him yesterday. He was over yesterday. Oh yes, you saw so him. So he sends his regards. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, came just for an hour or two just to pop by. He was yeah. he was passing yeah. by. So must uh, but, uh, chase him up and get him on, on the show again, and we can. I'm sure he's got a lot to talk about. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, so that could be interesting. So we need to get that get them chased up and uh, go from it because we are coming into our yeah we're coming into our second year now just about yeah. Uh, nice. Well, but can I talk? Can I do a quick thing on holidays? By the way, you can talk about holidays. You can tell oh, you. Yeah, yeah, because I know we we like to do our consumer advice, yeah, so and I have to say, uh, yeah, well, well what's your basically anywhere else? It's Judith Chalmers hat trick. Wish you were here. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's worth shopping around because I've had we we were potentially thinking about going to America next year, but we've decided just to wait a week while. Oh, wait a second. I think just wait, be- wait, wait, wait a second. What would you even if you just start? Actually, I will have to. I'm going to play some while we edit this. I'm going to play some music, and so it's the holiday section. So this we are about to listen to the holiday section by Hugh Hattrick, best holidays, um, best place to go, and it's not Syria. <laughs> Syria tourist board. No, <laughs> so they I know they did do an advert. Amazingly yes. enough, as you showed me, they did an advert um, yeah. advertising um, the tourist board and, and tourism in, in Syria. But that's not really where I would recommend, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're maybe one of these ad- ad- adrenaline junkies or something. But you know, I mean, you know, for, for, but uh, yeah, I think there's probably safer places, um, you know, like pretty much anywhere else. Let's take a a holiday in Glasgow. Maybe not. I don't think you'd go to Thompson and say, "Uh, "Can I have a holiday to there, please?" And uh, but no, I thought you'd probably be arrested on the spot. Um, But uh, but no, no. In all all seriousness, there are phenomenal deals out there. You know, everyone said that the prices were going to go up for foreign holidays, but that's just not the case. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw amazing deals in Spain and Tenerife for like two weeks at Easter time from like the end of March next year. Um, for just £1,100 for two weeks self-catering in a four-star um, in fact it was four out of five on TripAdvisor in Tenerife mm-hmm. um, so there's, a, there's some really really good stuff and, and if you wanted all inclusive it was only 1500 
<clears throat> so that's pretty good for two weeks. And I think that was even flying from Manchester and Glasgow. So there's, there's phenomenal deals. But even for those of you who are thinking about perhaps going to Orlando, because um, normally think you need thousands and thousands of pounds to go there. Well, you do need a few, but not maybe as much as you think. Um, because if you can manage to go off-peak, there are actually flights available that I found. It wasn't on Skyscanner. It was on uh, Right Deals, I think it was, or Flight Deals, um, where you can get to Orlando for just £360 return. And the other thing is there's loads of motels over there that you can basically get for, you know, a couple hundred dollars a week, uh, which we do if it's just a, a, a couple or a, small, a young family, it's more than enough. And there's, you know, there's package deals from just four or five hundred pound a head um, from the end of June next year. So it really, you know, it's worth shopping around because we find that when we did it online, we got far better deals. Whenever we were trying to go into the Thompson and Thomas Cook shops, they were just, they were literally five or six hundred pounds more from doing nothing. Okay. So it's, it's, it's definitely worth shopping around. If you can go in March, maybe say early March next year, you can get to, to Florida for literally a £550 return, and that includes your flights and accommodation in like a, a townhome, which is kind of quite a popular kind of place in America, and especially near Orlando. So and that includes car hire as well. Wow. So there's some phenomenal deals out there if you can get the timing right, and it really is worth sorting it out because... You can do a deal, and I would say if you're going to be there for two weeks and you've got a family, you're going to need at least about £1,500 spending money. So basically for about you know three and a half grand to four grand, you can easily get a top-class um, Orlando holiday. So a lot less than you'd think. Okay. Uh, any other tips for holidays, or is that a bit it? Uh... Um, yeah, don't listen to the crap they spout out about, about car rent and all the rest of it, because they say, oh, I had one the other day that said don't book from... You know, like like holiday rentals, holiday car rentals, or holiday autos, or carrental.com, because they're all they said that they were all scam websites. Now, of course, there are some scam websites, but these companies deal with all the main suppliers like Hertz and Avis, and because they they promote it so much, the the, the big companies say, right, we'll give you twenty percent off. That's why they're cheaper than sometimes going to Hertz direct, and that's why you can do it. When I mean, we tried to get car rental for two weeks, it was going to be six hundred pounds. If we went through Thompson and Thomas Cook, now if I went onto the my own onto Google and went onto I think it was CarRental.com, um, I got it for three hundred and thirty mm-hmm. for exactly the same car. So it, it, you know it's, you're saving hundreds of pounds by just not listening to their crap, you know, and by saying they've got to come through us and and all the other you know they're basically saying if you go elsewhere it's a scam website. I mean come on it's you know it's yeah. it, they really do are coming out with some rubbish. So yeah, do your homework of course and go to recommended sites. Um, but uh, there's masses of money to be saved. That is our ho- uh, holiday expert, uh, Hugh Hendrick. Uh, he's been talking about so um, obviously the best deals on holidays and where to go. So uh, and also for car rental as well. So uh, yeah, so it's been good to be back and brief chat. We've you know, uh, uh, regarding a few things that have just happened over today, and uh, obviously over the summer. So it's uh, nice to be back in the uh, back in the, the microphone hot seats, uh, yeah. ready to uh, rock the podcast world, as we say. Um, we do have, I think, uh, going forward, we uh, are going to be developing a lot more things and we need to get back into the swing of things quite quickly. Um, I'm busy with a project as well called Awake Africa Scotland, the musical, and that's to highlight the abuse of women in Africa and around the world. So I'm very busy with that, uh, with a good team of people. Um, I've got people in America and also in uh, South Africa, Canada, 
Uh, so I've got a mixed bag. I need a lot of some of the. I would I would contact the Hillary campaign because there's an awful lot of people who have been abused by Bill Clinton. Uh, <laughs> you can have a wide uh, yeah. you can have a wide selection of people on your group with that. Yeah, good point. And you know, I do have survivors of abuse on my team, which is good. But yes, I am doing a project for Wake Up in Scotland. They were all sitting in front of the debate, uh, in front of Hillary at the debate. <laughs> well, well, there we go. You get all the, Bill's exes. I'm very true. Uh, but on a serious note, I am doing a project which is to highlight the abuse of women in Africa. We do have uh, survivors of abuse and sex trafficking on our team, uh, and we are going. We've got some great char- uh, charities that we're supporting. Uh, two of them are in Edinburgh, two of them in one in Birmingham near Sheffield area, uh, and one in South Af- in Africa, which helps two of them support sex trafficking victims. Uh, one in the UK and also one in Africa. And the other one, other two are domestic violence and domestic abuse, and they're based in Edinburgh. That's Edinburgh Women's Aid, and also zero tolerance. So, but you can also check out our website as in uh, wakeafricascotland.co.uk. Uh, we will be also having our the Hunter Ramsey Unleashed uh, website uh, sorted out. Yeah, did. Nice. Sorted. It's been a bit, a bit waiting. To, we've been waiting to do that and saying we were going to do it a long time. We uh, really need to get our finger out and actually sort it out. Uh, we'll get it sorted. Uh, we're going to get it done so we can start uh, also looking for sponsors. I've, advert, advert I've got a great finish as well for what? for for the yeah. podcast. By the way, I think we should have it recorded from YouTube. What? It's the what? final. It's the words from our our good friend Nigel Farage okay. when he's when he's when he's at the Trump campaign and when he's actually speaking at the Trump campaign. Okay. And honestly, it just fired everybody up. And I think it's very appropriate for our show as we're completely one sided. Um, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we never again. Yeah, in most ways. Uh, but um, you know, <laughs> I don't think people are going to believe that we're not. Um, uh, so it's going to. But it just says, "I wouldn't vote for Hillary Clinton if you paid me." And the second part is, I wouldn't vote for Hillary Clinton if she paid me. And that's all I'm going to say. No, I think we should go. record that bit and oh, put it out. Put it out. It's a fantastic I'm quote. Probably having. I'm not going to. I'll just leave that in. I'm not going to edit that. That's fine. And so that's good. But also <laughs> the no. It's uh, we're also going to be potentially doing a, a, a podcast with my friend Richard Marwick, who's he wants to talk about dart. Well, he, he likes darts. He's very into his darts. He's going to uh, uh, a sport. We've got like a sports correspondent. Uh, section, so I'm going to do that at some point. Um, but uh, but I'm also going to be doing some interviews as well, which will be good. But we are going to probably do another podcast, hopefully Monday. But we are going to be uh, there's going to be lots to talk about going forward uh, regarding the American election coming up, also the way things are going with Scotland, and just anything else that seems to be attracting uh, our attention in the news uh, that we'll talk about and just take it from there. So uh, look sit back relax and look forward to our more episodes coming out very soon so anyway thanks again for listening uh, thank you for being there and to anybody else who please support us please share this out and if you like it uh, comment give us your feedback and if you uh, don't like it well just don't comment um, and, but uh, <laughs> it's as simple as that but uh, <laughs> so as I say till next time uh, thank you to the hat trick you're welcome bye just now and bye bye now we'll see you soon bye bye